Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here, and uh, woo, man, you kind of you, you balanced last night. You, you got a win, you got a loss, got some wins, got some losses. So, uh, but before we get started, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home, home of the Black Techies, also home of the Fangs Up podcast. So. Man, uh, yesterday it was interesting though. We're gonna talk about it though. We're gonna talk about the uh tennis program. It wasn't a great day, but it's the benefit of being in Tallahassee. You also had the men's and women's basketball program, obviously, uh, up and down, kind of like Tamala Man and her husband. Last, we're gonna talk about the football program and we're gonna go inside the den and I'm, I'm we're gonna see how. The OBC is kind of an arms race. Like, I'm just saying, before we even get there, Orange Blossom Classic is pointing out to be an arms race. Now, first, I'm going to start off by talking about the tennis program. AMU Tennis has not won a game as of yet. But yesterday, put on a decent show. Highlighted by Veronica Rodriguez. She went 2-0 and yesterday. So, it's good things. Good, good things to be had. Good things to be seen. But also... You kind of want a little more from that. You, you want you want a little bit more. 0-4 won't quite do, but at the same point, you're also looking at considering the facilities. They're not bad, but they're not good. They could be better, and hopefully we, we, we work on that as an alumni base. But considering 0-4 is not where you want to be this early in the season, but you're playing good competition. You went over to Florida State, and look, y'all, this tennis – Schedule is tough. Right, let, let's just go back and look at it in your free time, in the uh, in the privacy of your own personal playing ground instead of praying ground. Check it out, and you're gonna notice FAMU's schedule is kind of tough. So I, I'm not overly upset about it yet. We haven't got really in, delved into conference play. As I told y'all, my big thing is always conference play. I, I'm not a doom and gloom person because I'm rational. I may be a fan, but I'm not truly a fanatic. I am honest and rational with my love of FAMU athletics. So just going to put it out there. Like 0-4 to start the season. We lost to Troy five sets to two. Again, you're playing talent that's honestly probably a little better than you. You're supposed to lose. I mean, you you don't want to lose. But it's what's supposed to happen. You just got to be rational about that. Now, with the men's basketball team, I'm with some of y'all. I hear you. I hear you calling for coach's head. But at the same point, go back and watch the game. It wasn't a complete blowout. It's our loss. It's another loss. Not just our loss. Another loss. Family's on a losing streak. Uh, Got us at three-game losing streak. Again, we lost to Jackson State. That was a one-point loss. I share your frustrations. We should have probably won that game. But we didn't. 
Now you're looking here, and oh my God, T.Y. T. Higgins just mossed that kid. But yeah, that that's crazy. Like, go if you're not watching the game. Yeah, that that dude got mossed. Uh, but yeah, we, we lost to Jackson State, and then we lost to Alabama A&M. And that the the darn the the damning part of that is, you could have won that game. Now. You definitely saw where the where the disparity was, and the disparity is definitely was in the blocks. It's a sixty-one to fifty-six loss, and you truly lost by four. I mean, you lost. Well, okay, my math didn't math, but is that a five-point loss? Yeah, so you really lost by three. Because at the beginning of the game, you're giving up two points because of a facilities issue. I mean, it's been said before, but one of the backboards, the the LED light's still out. That's two points. That's the difference between this being a three-point game and a five-point game. This could be a 59 to 60 to 56 game. Yet, it's not. It's a 61 to 56 game. Either way, it's a loss, but it looks better as a fan because, again, you already started the game down two. And we did see a change in the lineup. We saw that the coaching staff is trying to find something. And we found an additional, okay, you lost two points, but you found some points. Not enough because you're still below 60. And I said it before, 55 and a half won't do. Well, 55 and two halves ain't doing it either. Like, you got to get into that 60-point area because look at the stats. Go back and look at those stats. You want to almost every major stat position except for rebound and points in the paint. And that was apparent very early. Go back and watch the game. It, it was it wasn't close. Like they had a big man that was just doing us in as far as rebounding went, and you gave up a lot of points in the paint. I, it, it was you could notice very soon that they had a inside presence that we didn't, and that's something I've stated. I stated weeks ago after going to the BCU game, I noticed, and even before then, we lack a true inside presence. We have six sevens and six eights, and compared to me, that's tall. The consideration, though, is that when everybody else is 6'7 and 6'8, you're average, sometimes below average. So you got to kind of start to consider, is this a recruiting issue at certain points? Now, I do get some of y'all are calling for coach's head, and I hate to tell you the truth again. Got one year left on the contract. Not going to have $150,000 in dead money sitting there. Not unless one of y'all want to write a check for $150K. I doubt it especially when you look at the attendance for the game wasn't great. You saw about 1,200, 1,300 reported, and the 100 was there. Those aren't great numbers, and the game is tomorrow, so we got to see what it's going to look like because if nothing changes, it's going to be a game, I believe it's Alabama State tomorrow. That's a winnable game. That's a game you need to win because that's a first-year coach. I You're in year seven, year eight. First-year coaches should not just be coming in here doing you in, especially when you kind of know what they're going to do. 
you're familiar with the program to a certain degree. The players are similar. It's a win you need. It's a win you got to have. And getting those wins, it, it has the, the fan base, the talking heads, I should say, calling for your head. And again, during the game, you overcome a large deficit. FAMU at one point was down 10 to 3. And you you came back to tie the game up at, at a certain points, and the second half happens. And if you want to stop watching in the second half, be my guest. That's really when the game gets out of hand, and it family makes another massive comeback just to get that back. But it, it just never it never worked, and to a certain degree, it's not working. Again, Alabama and pulls away in the second half, and. I completely understand for those of y'all that are like, yo, we need to fire the because we need to fire the code. I don't see it happening. I do. I will say this. I don't know if he's getting a re- renewal on his contract. I, I'll be I'll be honest to say that. I mean, I'm not trying to say that to suggest it, but I'm just saying that I, I could easily see Tiffany Don Sykes being like, yep, not my horse, not my rodeo. That's not the jackass I rode in town. I'm going to go find me another Jack because the Jenny, she might make it. I don't know. I'm just saying, but yeah, don't look good, bro. I'm just saying like, it's not looking good because you're, you're the programs regressing and the programs are regressing at a time when you have sponsorships. You never had, you never had the LeBron sponsorship before. Now you're going into your second year into it. You're the only school in the in the swack, almost said Miak, that has this endorsement deal. You're truly the only school, only you're truly the only program on campus basketball that is full LeBron, LeBron shoes, LeBron jerseys, LeBron everything. Everybody else is still Nike. Like FAMU's a Nike, a LeBron school, but we're LeBron school in basketball. Every other sport is we're Nike. So you're you're not you haven't leveraged this to turn this into something. We haven't we haven't publicly seen where an offer goes to LeBron's kid. Like I get he's not going to come to family, and I don't begrudge the kid for not doing it. But God help if he does decide to come and bring some of his homeboys with him, you might actually win some games. I'm not saying to, but I'm just saying at least show the offer. The offer may have happened, but we haven't seen it as a fan base. And it's a good look. It goes with the brand. Have that snake up there and at least say, hey, we offered him. He might decide to come to fam. He might not. I don't think he's coming. I'm just being, I'm just, y'all know I'm a realist. I'm just, I'm going to keep it a buck with you at all times. I see it. Got my snake back there. On my snake back there, I promise you. I'm not going to lie to you about that one. And it, it's it's just not. It's, it's not a good look. And next year, is a defining year. Next year is a contract year in every sense of the word for both the men's and the women's team, but especially the men's team because there was growth. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not, I haven't been a craziest men's basketball fan, but I'll say this. It was shown, yo, we got growth. Like this team is actually, Coach McCullum really turned this program around. He really did. You can't you can't take that away from him. Look at what he got and look at what he has. 
last year, not this year. It's a it's a different program compared to what he inherited because it was a cluster. I it was a complete cluster when he got the program. Now it's I mean, it looks like a cluster, not as bad as it was, but it's it's just eh, you ain't winning no games. Told y'all beginning of the season when it comes to the men's basketball team. That was not the horse I was going to hitch my wagon to when it came to family basketball. I was going to hitch my wagon to the girls because they, to me, they show a lot, lot more places to grow. They really do. The roster is completely different. Yeah, sometimes they don't listen to Coach Phillip. That's all players, all teams. But it's it looks a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah, the boys play with a different level of intensity, but some of that's just because men's basketball looks more intense. But I'm just saying, women's basketball, I'm telling you, I told y'all once, I'll say it again, that's probably my team that makes the SWAC tournament. Because unless the men find in a few more games, man, in the words of my father, you can call the dogs up, you can call the dogs in, pin them up, the hunt is over. Doc, it's a wrap. It's a riggedy wrap. It's over. Season over you got like two more games to lose and the season is over just call it i'm gonna call a spade a spade call it diamond a diamond a heart and a heart and a club a club we're gonna rack some books but this season is about to be in the books for the men unless some serious things happen and that's not gonna bode well for recruiting you got a recruit that's kind of locked in for winter haven but god forbid another school plucks them away and the best thing helping you in the season right now, as far as men's goes, is the fact that, and Cookland looks like some utter chitlin juice and in complete disarray. If that was not the case, that program could steal some of the talent. I'm just saying. I hadn't talked about it. Not on here. You might have caught me in some spaces, kind of like and sharing a little bit, or whatever, but I haven't gone in here and like criticizing. I'm really a FAMU. I understand. I've been to Cookman. I'll probably go to the FAMU Cookman basketball game this year in Daytona. But I, I, I'm not I'm not going to overly support that program. So I'm not going to overly act like I'm about to. Just being real about it. I could lie to you. I can tell you the truth. I'm not going to be that, that, that one today. I do understand what they're going through. I know about it. I live close enough to it. But sometimes my platform, that ain't my story to tell. Now, as far as women's basketball, they lost to Jackson State and got a molly whopping. But we said that would happen. And Coach Pillow shared we were short staffed in that game. We had no bigs. So I was cool with it. Oh, once I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to lose anyway. And to me, honestly, I, I really felt like, can I be real a second for a millisecond? Just being, you know, from a steal from – my favorite play, Hamilton. I don't think you even really tried to win that game. I think that was one of those games where it's like, yeah, we're gonna get beat tonight. Ain't no point in even really just putting all our, our our cards in this one. Let's not get ourselves further injured in a game that we're not supposed to win when we're a three-win team. And it turned out to be the right move because against Alabama AM, women win. And it it was 
I mean, honestly, fam, you led most of the game. Like, go back and look at, like, quarter to quarter, fam, you led. First quarter, fam, you led. Second quarter, fam, you led. Third quarter, fam, you leads. Fourth quarter was the only one where it was just like, man, what the heck? How do we get overtime? Like, you really led most of the game. And then flip that and won in overtime. 69 to 66. 69, 67, excuse me. Uh, and that ends a losing streak where ladies are on a two-game losing streak. You now have as many wins this year as you had all of last season. I told y'all, this is the team I'm going to hitch my wagon to because they, they, they have shown the most growth. They've shown the most, the most, uh, they've proven to be the most willing to explore themselves. And I, I, I've I'm just now seeing that exploration in the men's scene where I feel like some of it was so based on the system, the system, the system. Let's run the system, let's prove the system right. That the women's team, I didn't see that. I, I saw it as we're gonna put our players where they work. And I think you kind of found something. I mean, a, a career high for the girl who hits the game winning shot. Like, oh, she hit that. She hit 24 points. Skyler was not your leading scorer. Like, I'm just saying, like, yo, y'all, it's we, we're seeing something. And I, I'm not saying we're turning the corner. I'm not telling you this team is going to not lose another game this season. But I'm going to tell you this. They're going to give us some hope. This is the team that's going to give you some hope. And if – Coach Pillow can put together two good years this season as well as next season. Don't be surprised if she gets an extension. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. And if she doesn't get the extension, I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to be overly hurt. No, you know, you know, that's my girl now. That's, hey, Coach Pillow. Y'all know that's my girl right there now. But I understand because I can see that if Coach Pillow is not retained, what you're doing is you're bringing in somebody that's going to come in after her that's going to inherit something better than she got. Again, Coach Pillow inherited a cluster. Like, family women's basketball, go back. It's been a rough decade. Like, you have a teammate killed. Like, we had some situations. I ain't, I ain't going to bring up that old drama. You had some real situations. Like, horrible situations and you've come back from that to build a program that okay now nah, you ain't the best but the, man the talent looks a whole hell of a lot better last year honestly i'll be real with you y'all sometimes we 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 look like we look like we didn't belong this year we belong this team is better i, I appreciate it coach pillow saying yo i don't even want to talk about last year in the coaching show i appreciate that because i don't want to talk about it either well, she said the same thing I said about the wins. You got as many wins last year as you did this year as you did last year. And one of those wins last year was forfeited. You earned every one of these. Ain't nobody give you Nathaniel this year. Four wins. It's not impressive. But I told you all at the beginning of the season. I didn't expect a 10-win season. Honestly, if she wins five wins, I'm good. She gets one more game, I'm, I'm good. I, I ain't, I ain't going to take out a dinner or nothing, but I tell you what. I, I, I give a fist bump when I see it. Like, yo, coach, you met my expectations. 
And it's not because I kept my expectations low, but it's because last year I did not expect a 21 team from a team that won three. That's not realistic. That's not rationale. That's fanatical. Like, you're not being real if you expect this women's team to win 20 games. You're not being real if you expect this team to make the tournament. And it's not because they can't do it, but it's because it's new. This is practically a new team. They're still learning each other. We're halfway through. the. We're, we're almost to the end of the season. And these ladies are still learning. Honestly, the Vince team are not going to figure themselves out to the last, like, three games. I can – they're not going to know what in the Thomasville they're doing to like the last three or four games. The, the, the women's team will probably be rolling in a few weeks. And I don't think we see Jackson again, which is a blessing. You get another crack at Cookman, which I would not be surprised if you might win that game this time. I, the, the Cookman played with a little bit of what for, but the morale around that campus ain't going to be pretty. Just be, I'm going to keep it a beam with you. Don't be surprised if Coach Pillow gets a few recruits in next season and builds upon this. Next season, I'm looking for 10 wins. I- I'm just be real with you. Anything less than 10 wins, look, that, that may be a girl. I may be sweet on her. But you do what you got to do because I'm sweet on 82. Hey, Tiffany Don Sykes. Whew. Boy, I tell you what. Family, we, they built different at FAMU. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, like, really, though, just like let's call it. Let's keep it what it is. One of the reasons I felt I wasn't mad when some of y'all were fussing about the track coach and softball coach. Again, like I said before, not my horse, not my rodeo. I didn't bring that jackass to town. I ain't riding with him. Just saying. And the jackass is a mule. That's a boy. Jenny's a girl. So not just cussing. But just saying, like, if if she didn't hire him, no sweat for her firing him. And that's just real. If I didn't bring you here, your success or failure is not tied to my, <laughs> my success or, admit, or failure as an AD. I, I see this as, if I'm being real with y'all, I see this as, let me get this compliance stuff straight. Once I get this compliance stuff straight, I'll handle the financials and everything else. Once we get compliance and finances straight, we're worried about W's and L's. That's what I see because the football program is winning. Golf program is winning. Baseball program is going to do decent. If I can improve the baseball facilities after I get a little bit of money, yo, we're good. Because you give me three years, I'll probably have, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm our current AD, I'm probably having new basketball coaches. Look, track's kicking butt, and I don't know how much of that goes to the new coach and how much of that goes to the old coach, but I'm finding a way to get that old coach as an assistant if he's not already an assistant. Just saying. Like, that's that's something I'm doing. I'm I'm finding a way to keep that guy, and that, that needs to happen. That is something that you really have to look at. You cannot overshadow that, despite not having a track coach for many weeks, that this team is successful. Like I ain't put them in there, but this yeah, this facility is pretty new in Alachua County. But they went down there and looked good. Remember last year's track team, you had like two athletes that were solid. The rest of them wasn't 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 cutting the mustard. Look, this year 
we're looking a lot better. And in, if things can improve, Family Track has a good history. Let's not forget, for the longest time, Family Track was that deal. So, again, I would not be surprised if in three years you're seeing a lot of new coaches on the on the highest seven hills, including football. I'm just gonna keep it real with y'all. You gotta we gotta find a way to get some money to pay it, Willie Simmons, because nine and ten win seasons when you're underfunded, under facility, you're not the only one noticing. Yeah, you, you can get mad with Willie's play call and everything else. That's fixable. Mahomes was down. But what you can't do is expect him to stay at FAMU making what he's making with nine and ten win seasons with those facilities and have somebody like an FAU, FIU, or whatever the case, not look over and be like, hmm, I wonder what he would do if we gave him everything he needed and a raise and kept him in Florida. Just going to say it. Willie Simmons, the facility builder. Program builder, I'm sorry. I said facility. I needed that touchdown from Holmes. He's a program builder. He built Prairie View. You know, they gave him the facilities. All of a sudden, they had a nice success. He comes to FAMU, he rebuilds that because, man, the Alice Wood era was not it. That was forgettable. He rebuilds the program. Practically giving him a new stadium. Not going to talk about the other facilities. Nine, ten win seasons. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I hate that game against West Florida. I don't want them. I don't want to play them. And then I'll be real, y'all. I think that could be a loss. That's a good team. That that's they are the North Dakota of their level. They are consistently in the playoffs. They've won championships. That is a game. If you sleep on them boys, they might come for they might take your head. I'm just saying. Well organized, good program. If possible, hopefully that game's early enough. You need to lean on them. I see the offensive line we're bringing in. We're preparing for something because football, man, we just got two recruits, two big commits. One is, and I believe his his first name is Judify, uh, last name is Michelle. Hope I didn't mess up the name. He is 6'3", 190 from Port St. Lucie, and he's listed as a linebacker, but he's also listed as a DB. I think he's a safety. Consider what fam you just lost in recruiting or not recruiting, but through graduation, some of the attrition, you lost a big DB. 6'3", DBs. I think he's a safety. I think if he puts on weight, he moves the linebacker, maybe even edge, because it also said he played defensive end on one website. Don't be surprised if he can put on like 30, 40 pounds and get to that 220, 230 area. They don't throw his butt on the edge, kind of like an Isaiah Land. That's going to be our archetype. Just, just kind of putting it out. Like, I'm going to say like Isaiah Land. But if, if he's truly a linebacker, he's going to be like a Telvin Smith. Undersized, rangy, just hopefully makes better decisions. Now, the other commit we got, Twan Wilson. He's another DB, six foot, 185. And I just crossed through your city the other day, yesterday. He's from Lakeland High School, one of the dreadnoughts. If you're not familiar with what a dreadnought is, 
A dreadnought is a warship. But Lakeland's a traditional program. Lakeland's one of those programs, probably top five in the state, always top 10, great tradition, always winning, probably regionally the best program in their region. Just saying. Probably one of the best programs in Polk County, if not the best. Like it, It's just... Let's not let's not lie about it. They consistently produce high level talent, and you're, you're starting to see. I believe he's a three star athlete. Some of this, to me, is what happens after all this transfer portal stuff and the extra COVID year. Is these three stars that were kind of being coming the bottom of some of these FBS programs are now at the top of the FCS recruiting class. So just saying there's a little something going on there. And y'all, if you ain't paying attention, I'm going to take you inside the den. We, we're in an arms race. And it's it's going to be what it is. OBC again, Jackson State, FAMU are in a recruiting arms race. Jackson State has been bringing in some recruits. Seems like they're focusing more on high school. So FAMU who were literally that's the season my dad gummy that's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun environment it is the tickets are already starting to be on sale if i remember correctly for the obc i'm just telling y'all now that's gonna be the game that you want to keep an eye out for first season you already got the dates get your hotels ready because it's gonna be nice no shador is not there no travis hunter is not there yeah, Jackson lost a lot, but they're also bringing in a lot. This is the year, though. If you're FAMU, this is the year. This is the OBC you got to get them. It's the last one down there, as far as for our three-year deal. But this is also the year you gotta get them because the playing field's a lot more level than it was in last year. Last year, that was they had a better team. Right, let, let's let's just call it what it was. They had a better team. They didn't have all that foolishness going on like we did. They had the water crisis. They did. But they didn't have players literally finding out a day or two before the game if they were going to play. Like You didn't have that distraction. Whereas, man, um, yeah, this year, it's interesting. Because the question is going to be, what do you do without prime? I don't know. To a certain degree, I don't care. Yeah, y'all, y'all already know. I, I'm not. I don't talk bad about prom. I, I'm not. I'm not. Just not that guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna talk bad about you. Not when I don't have to. I rather t- not talk at all than to say something mean. The new coach has has his work cut out for him because FAMU's got a quarterback. Like there's no quarterback controversy going on going into the year. It's Moose's team. Like the, the Moose is in the house. Just saying, this is Moose's team going into this season. The offensive line is going to be much improved, and that's saying a lot. Like not that last year's offensive line was bad, but going into that game, that offensive line was terrible because of attrition. And injuries. I mean, the UNC game, you lost like three offensive linemen. And then you flip that and you already had some 
that offensive line room is going to be pretty stacked. The receiving core, you're losing Xavier Smith. That that's a loss. I I'm sorry. You you can't you can't quantify that as anything but a loss. You do have Manigo coming back though. You do have Jamaria Sheree coming back, but your tight ends next year. Oh my goodness. Good matchup. Good matchup. And not even trying to preview the game, but I'm just saying, OBC, we're in an arms race with Jackson State right now. Look at the recruiting. It's one-to-one. Nobody else in the SWAC is pulling them in like FAMU and Jackson State. Grambling was. I don't know what the Thomasville Southern's doing. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I was with y'all. In Dooley, I trusted. But, man, I done switched up on him like Bishop and what? I'm telling you, I done switched up on him so quick. Like, I'm like, mm, who got the juice now? Because it ain't them. Like, mm, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so, again, the arms race is full on. Look at the defense fam he's putting together. Defensive line-wise, you're losing Isaiah Landon. I'll be honest with you, it's not a loss. For that game, it wasn't a loss. And it wasn't a loss because Isaiah Land, he was great. But he was also getting double-teamed the whole game. He only really gets one play where he gets any pressure in the game. And it's not a loss because we really didn't – we didn't back him up really well. Schematically, we didn't support him. Like – that's not me saying the guy ain't talented. The dude's immensely talented. We just failed him as a, as a, we failed him in that game. Look at it, look at what was done. To say it was anything less than an abject failure, failure, is a lie. It was like, well, we're gonna put you one on one against our best defensive end against your tackle and see if he can beat him. That was that was the game plan. And when it didn't happen, it was like, oh, so I don't know what to do. And it was like. Chip, move him around. Stop having him just sit on the left side of the field and go against their left tackle because that issue ain't working. We didn't move him around. We didn't try to stand him up. We didn't try to see if we could throw one of the linebackers in there to see if, hey, I'm going to send both of y'all. Like We we did not do a lot. We kind of sent him out there, sat in our zone, and when it didn't work, we got eight up. I'm just saying. Defensive line wise, I think you got more bodies. Remember, that defensive line was one of the points of attrition from all that fiasco. Linebacker wise, man, linebacker wise gonna be fun. I'm just saying, like Cyrus Fagan was everywhere in that game, and Cyrus Fagan ends the season not as a starter. I'm just being real, y'all. Fagan was my favorite player. That was my favorite defensive player all season. OBC, he was everywhere. Every freaking where end of the season, he doesn't, he barely sniffs the field. Cause you got, I say a major, I mean, you got FAMU's linebackers are good. And the problem is we, we run a two linebacker set. So you don't really run like a three, uh, a, a four, three that often. And when you did, you would throw them in there, but it was still like, well, don't know what to tell you, bro. And it just, it just fizzles out by the end of the season. But I'm, I'm just pointing out, like, yo, but it was a beast. And this year's linebacker core is solid. Like, and you're bringing in some more dudes. Like, yeah. And the secondary, I'll be honest, you lost BJ and you kind of set BJ up for failure. 
I'm just saying, like, a lot of it was we're going to put our best on best, good on good, and see who's better. And they were better. Just, just go go look at the film. I mean, you don't get Molly Watt like that with, without being able to be honest enough to say that. They killed us. Now, I, I, a healthy Kendall, Fanview secondary in the season was a problem. But that first game wasn't it. It just wasn't. And so I'm just saying, OBC is an arms race. Now, the one position I think Jackson State may have a advantage might be kicking. Fanview lost two amazing kickers. Don't get me wrong. I, I got I like Brooksy, but I've seen him miss some kicks. What the Thomasville was that with the Chiefs? They just lost the ball. Uh I've seen Brooksy miss some kicks in practice. Granted, most of them are longer kicks. Close up, he's pretty solid. And man, he can drive that ball. He drives it. But I, I think that's gonna be your big area, special teams. They lost a big time kicker turner. Damn, you kind of look. I'm just saying, this is the year. OBC-wise, where one for three, I'll take it. I don't want to go 0 for three against them boys. And this preseason, you can tell, it's an arms race. Football season ain't out, schedule ain't out yet, but it's an arms race. Now, I will give you all a little bit of tea from what I've heard, and this is unsupported, un- <laughs> unrecognized, pure, complete, and pure speculation. But... From what I've been told, according to the street committee, homecoming is going against Prairie View. Go check it out. Uh, I believe Dr. Cavill kind of gave me a nice little confirming on that. Um, I, I, I think, I don't know if that was complete confirming from Dr. Cavill. Uh, Y'all know I like to, you know, softly say uh, when I have a source. Um, but we kind of said on Twitter and that that might be it. So we have a hint. I believe the date on that is October 7th, something like that. Go double check it though. And uh yeah. So the Willie Bowl might be FAMU's homecoming. And I'm excited. I ain't gonna lie. I, I think we need to kind of turn that into something. The swag needs to do that. Turn that into Willie Bowl. Willie Bowl one. Like I'm just saying. Why is it Willie Bowl? Because Willie Simmons coached at both Review and FAMU. So it's it's the Willie Bowl. Uh, not like Willie Taggart's on one side, Willie Simmons on the other. No, Willie Simmons has been on both sides of that sideline as far as Prairie View and FAMU go. So, again, you can start kind of looking at your um, season tickets. I think FSU drops their schedule on Monday. So, I will give credit, I believe, the NOLCast. Big shout-out to the NOLCast. Um, I was listening, and they, they, they shouted me out for, you know, telling people to get the likes up, so. Uh, but Elliot Ingram Smith, I love this show. It's I told y'all I'm a rattler, but I'm also a Seminole fan. Like, I'm, I'm Tallahassee, TCC grad. I'm like I'm Tallahassee, but check it out. I believe the FSU schedule drops on Monday. Look for those important dates because sadly the family schedule has not come out, and it would be really nice if we did get that early. But from what I've seen, that October I believe the seventh, but the family versus PV game. Might be the date, hopefully, prayerfully, FSU and family do not share a game on that date because the city can't handle it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I love my city. T- 
Tallahassee is home, always will be home, always home, hardly rep, hardly, you know, always repping. But Tallahassee is not built to handle an 80,000 seat Doe Campbell Stadium packed, plus a 25,000 seat now Bragg Stadium packed with the adjourning crowd outside of Bragg. Family's homecoming easily. You're talking 35 to 40,000 people on campus. Like it, it's sometimes 40, 50,000 people on that campus. You're talking the stadium has seats 20 and has 25, sometimes 30 in there. And you're going to put that at Doak. And it's not like Baton Rouge. Again, family and FSU are literally across the train tracks from each other. You can look out of FAMU's library and you can almost see in the Doke. Like you used to be able to see in the Doke really well, but that was before the renovations. But I'm telling you, that's a lot of traffic. I literally, I ain't a lot of y'all. I, I find my way on the Orange Avenue and I just go all the way around. I will keep, I keep going around it until I can get to what my side of town because I'm not traveling through downtown. It's just, it's not worth it. It's just really not. And hopefully we have as few home games together as possible just because it does a lot. It drives the hotel rates up. I mean, consider this. For the OBC last year in Miami, I paid less than 150 bucks for a hotel. For FAMU in Tallahassee, FAMU and FSU, some of those weekends in particular homecoming, you were talking seven, eight hundred dollars for a hotel. The motel six was two, three hundred dollars. Two, three hundred dollars for you to leave the light on for me? Nah, bro. Like I'm just saying, not saying it. It ain't worth it, but I'd be darned. It ain't worth it. I mean, so hopefully we see that. Again, OBC, the date's already out there. You can start getting your hotels on some of the websites and start kind of looking, engaging where you want to stay. We, we got an area. Uh, my family, my wife and the kids, we got a little area we like to stay in, uh, not, not far from Dave and Buster's and some more places. So I can go work the game, and then after I can take the kids and the wife and Dave and Buster's and make a little family trip out of it. So, but this year we're going to see, I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see how it's going to be because again, OBC is an arms race and it's playing out in recruiting. And we need this because next year we're going to Jackson and you have a new quarterback. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because this, this might be that last big money year for the OBC. And if you bring it back, I don't know if you bring Jackson back just because what happens with TC if, if if the program does whatever. And then if if not, who do you replace it with? Because honestly, I don't know if you replace it with South Carolina State. One, I don't think they travel that well, too. Yeah, I mean, they were word we had them on the schedule, then we didn't. Their schedule came out. We ain't on it. We're still looking for teams, supposedly. Are you going to find another Division II? Like, again, and if, if you do that, do you take try to take Albany State down there again? That was a blessing in disguise. Let's, be, let's just be honest. We got lucky that we didn't have to take Albany State to that game. That was not going to be well attended. And honestly, this year's game, probably get a 40,000 number again, 35-40. Which, considering that's eight hours from Tallahassee and 12, Jackson and Tallahassee is like six hours. So, 14, 
Excuse my math. I was a history major, not a mathematician. So you're talking about 14 hours from Jackson. So their whole fan base that's not in the Florida area is probably flying. That's a lot. That that's and and they showed up. They showed up. They brought a crowd. So we're gonna see how that works out. I'm also wondering with OBC, is it gonna stay there? I I is it ever go back to Jacksonville? We've had Orange Blossom classes in Jacksonville. It's, it's just it's a lot, y'all. Sorry to go on a tangent, but it just starts making you think, what's the future? Because it's honestly the venue's awesome. If you've never gone to Dolphin Stadium, I challenge you to do it. It's fun. It's the, the parking's expensive. It's 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 not cheap parking. Dolphin Stadium, it's about 50 to park. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on my fantasy team. It's about $50 to park. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like it's about 50. So just for one person, decent seats, you, you spend a hundred dollars on that game without concessions. But it, it's mostly shaded for the fans, especially if you sit in the boxes. It's the boxes are really nice. Um, not because I was in the press box this year, but my first year, last last year, not last season, season before, that first OBC against Jackson State when it rained, we said I had box seats. I was like, yo, I may never do this again. Didn't think I'd be doing this. So um, I was like, let's do this. Let's try this out. And great experience. Really nice, nice venue. Pretty easy to get to as well, but they do good with the parking. I mean, it's just pretty good. I I, I encourage you to go and check it out, support the team. But hopefully, man, hopefully we get some things going. Uh, before I keep going and ranting and raving, though, y'all, uh, Big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Shout out to Black Techies, Herb Seward. Also, if you've not been checking out, if you have not been checking out his basketball space, I see y'all the numbers. Y'all, y'all gotta support him, man, because he's knowledgeable. He's bringing some heavyweights with him. He he has people that are knowledgeable. Dr. Cavito, AD Drew, like people who do this, people who are covering the sport in other areas. I, I'm not out here. Last night I was I was at University of Tampa. I, was, I worked the game there, and it was it was different. I will say it was different, and different isn't always better. <laughs> great facility, great venue, but, man, it was during Gasparilla yesterday, and the attendance was what it was, man, but really nice people, really professional, great, great crew there. But I'm telling you all, man, we really – we have a really great facility at the Lawson Center we got to do a better job of supporting our team and we got to take care of it. I mean, we got to do it. We got to fix that scoreboard issue. Giving up two points a game ain't it, but ah, man. Uh, also big shout out to uh, man. Sorry. The no cast shout y'all out. Thank you all for shouting me out. Um, man, as always y'all though, this is hangs up podcast on HBCU digital network work as always. This is fanged up.